Welcome to Gospel Central, where we help ministry-minded Christians think through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. We're here to discuss how this gospel is the very heart of the Christian faith and how it empowers all of ministry and life. So I'm your host today, Simon, and I'm glad to have you listening in as we consider all kinds of practical and theological topics through the lens of the gospel. Now today, it's my great privilege and pleasure to have two friends of mine who are pastoring in Japan and are both part of our Resound family of churches joining me. Firstly, we have Damien Greatly, who's the pastor of Grace City Church in Nagoya, and then Ruta Kimura, who is the church planter and pastor of Double O Cross Church in Tokyo. We're going to be talking with them about their ministry, about the gospel's work in Japan, and about how we can be praying for the gospel to take deeper root in that nation. All right, so as I mentioned, today we have Damien Greatly and Ruta Kimura from Japan who are joining me today. So uh, wonderful to have you guys with me. Thank you so much. And why don't you take a moment just to introduce yourselves briefly. Uh, Ruta, do you want to begin? Yeah. Uh, hi, Simon. My name is Ruta. I'm from Japan, born in Japan, Tokyo. Um, currently running a church in a place called Kichijoji. Uh, it's a manga, anime, subculture town of Japan. And uh, the church is called Double O Cross Church. Yeah, and yeah, uh, I have a two girls. They are 16 and soon 18. Wow. And um, yeah, they're really tall. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about their future <laughs> because yeah, uh, all the boys chasing after them or something like that, you know, as a father, it's a difficult. Um, yes, and uh, my wife is from Switzerland. So I have an international marriage. Fantastic. Um, thanks so much for telling us about that. Tell us a little bit about Double O Cross and how long uh, your church has been around. Yeah, um, I planted this church uh, about eight years ago, um, and it's been really good. Uh, uh, it's been challenging in a sense that it was my, my probably first time to really lead a church as a senior pastor. Uh, I never done church planting. Although I have been involved in church planting with the other church project, but it really challenged me to um, think through what really church should be, uh, and uh, learning through the journey, really uh, being transformed by the gospel myself, thinking about the strategy, all these things. So by God's grace, it's been going good. Uh, we have about 120 people in the church, very international. Uh, we do a bilingual church. Uh, and also trying to connect to, uh, again, the subculture people. Uh, a lot of you know, people have uh, hobbies uh, of manga, anime, uh, music. So trying to work with these creative people. Uh, but you know, when people are creative, it's a, it's a unique people. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, at the same time, quite challenging. Um, so it's been great, great journey. That sounds really, really fantastic. Uh, from what I've heard about Japan, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Uh, churches in Japan tend to be smaller in size, so 120 people seems quite significant, and that seems really encouraging. Damien, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, uh, how long you've been in Japan, and your ministry there. Oh, it's good to be here, Simon. Um, yes, I'm a British guy who uh, fell in love with a Japanese woman at Bible College and who agreed to come to Japan for one year just to get to know her culture. And 20 years later, I'm still here and she hasn't let me go back to the UK. Um, so, yeah, we did uh, we did 
church planting in the south of Japan for 13 years, then uh, moved up to Tokyo for a couple of years to uh, learn from uh, Master Ruta, and, uh, and then ended up in, uh, in Nagoya, uh, which is um, a couple of hours south of Tokyo, uh, at a church called Grace City Church, which was, um, yeah, it was 10 years old when I moved in, and I've been in for three and a, here for three and a half years, just really doing a revitalization project with the church. And I got three boys, uh, one of whom was 18 not long ago, which is quite frightening. But there we go. That's amazing. So Japan for 20 years, uh, pastored at least two churches there, planted one. Uh, that's amazing. So we're here to talk a little bit about the gospel in Japan. I know many of our listeners in Singapore really love uh, Japan for many reasons. Uh, Singaporeans love Japanese food, uh, of course. We love Japanese culture as well. And uh, for that reason, there, there are many here who really pray for Japan and really have a heart to see the gospel go forward. And we've obviously heard that uh, mission in Japan has traditionally been something that has been resisted very fiercely. And so we thought it'd be wonderful to hear from you guys a little bit about uh, what the landscape is like in Japan and uh, what God is actually doing there. It can be discouraging sometimes to just get a sense that there's not too much happening, but actually... I know from talking with you guys, it seems like God is at work and we'd love to hear a little bit more about that. And then also to hear how we uh, could pray for Japan, for churches there, uh, and if there's anything we could do to support as well. So maybe we could begin. Uh, you guys could tell me a little bit about the kind of Christian landscape um, in Japan, maybe historically and just you know where things are at now. You have to do the history yeah. lesson, Ruta. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's challenging for me as a Japanese, uh, whether I know the history of uh, Japan or not. Um, Japan has a, quite a little bit long history of Christian Christianity. Uh, I think a very not well-known story was a movie called uh, Silence of God, which was right. based on the Edo period, 17th century. Uh, this Catholic missionary came into Japan and tried to uh, spread the gospel. But obviously, uh, because of these theological challenges uh, that they had um, with the Catholicism and also the resistance from the Japanese uh, kings in that uh, period, uh, a lot of Christians started, uh, uh, started to be persecuted. Uh, although uh, through the underground movement, a lot of Christians became, yeah, uh, Christians, uh, a lot of people became Christians. Um, but since then, I think Japan has been always a hard land, a difficult land to uh, preach the gospel. And uh, Japan, even now, is known as one of the most hardest countries to uh, do the mission. Not just be not because government or uh, our whole country is against Christianity or anything like that. It's just culturally, spiritually, it's tough. So the uh, churches has been very small. Uh, probably average size of church is maybe 10 to 15 people. Um, a, lot of, a lot of pastors, even current pastors, are really old, like uh, the, the older people, uh, between 70 to 80. That those are the majority, 80% of pastors like that. Uh, so there are really few young Christians or young generation pastors. Um, and church has been really dying in, uh, I would say, last 30 years, uh, um, less and less. It used to be like a 3% population of Christians, but now below 1%. Um, but uh, through probably the COVID time, uh, 
I feel that this this change is coming uh, through. I guess um, Japan are forced to try different approach um, with a, probably uh, running a church. For example, uh, we always learn from Western probably church culture or strategy to have a big church, big congregation, a big program to run churches, but it never really worked uh, in this culture. Uh, but through COVID, uh, we are now kind of almost allowed to be small community, right. but hard to intimate. Uh, right. So I think that right. gave a lot of Japanese pastors a kind of sense of, okay, we are okay, uh, you know, uh, as this kind of size, but do the, do the uh, church in a healthy way mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and fitting into the culture. So that kind of, I think, mindset came in, I think, slowly. Um, yeah, so I would say I've sensed there's a big change happening, um, at least coming towards uh, Japan. Um, God is working using a Japanese setting and try to create a strategy that works for Japan. That's what I feel. That sounds great. Um, so if I kind of sum up what you're saying, it seems like you know Japan has historically been fairly resistant to the gospel. It's been very hard soil for the gospel to take root in um, for for really centuries um, for a whole variety of reasons. But I think what's, you know, even more discouraging in some sense is that you're saying it seems as though where the percentage of Christians was maybe around three or so in the last 30, 40 years, it's actually taken a bit of a turn for the worse, where even less Christians. And it seems like particularly amongst the younger generation, uh, there are less and less Christians. So even these churches, which kind of average 15 to 20 people uh, are mostly led by by far older pastors. Damon, mm. you've been in Japan mm. for, you know, 20 plus years, as, as you shared with us. Um, do you have any kind of perspective on the Christian scene in Japan? Yeah, I think just the, the numbers are staggering, really, when you think, you know, one to two million Japanese Christians. And that actually works out at about one Christian for every million people uh, in the population, which puts things into perspective. Plus, you've got a, a decline of what is it, 0.4% in the Christian population on an annual basis. Um, when you start to just work that out, it's uh, I, I think there's somebody calculated about 8,000 churches in the country. Um, so that's one church for every 16,000 people. Um, it just, you know, it's, it's mind-boggling when you start to, to get into the figures and the need um, about that. Can you remind us uh, and our listeners what the population is of Japan, just so we can get a sense of how many people are there? Uh, what is it, about 127 million, I think? So 127 million people and uh, about 1% Christian, you're saying. So yeah. that is a very, very vast number of people who have never heard the gospel and don't know Jesus. Mm. Wow. So, Ruta, you began to share a little bit about um, how during COVID you can actually see some signs of encouragement. It's interesting. I was listening to a podcast recently where Andy Crouch was talking about how it seems like in many contexts, smaller churches have actually thrived during COVID at some level. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sounds like there's some similar themes with regard to what you're saying about Japan. Um, do you guys want to maybe tell our listeners a little bit about how you're involved in ministry work in Japan outside of just your local congregations? I know that you're each pastoring congregations, but tell us a bit about your work with City to City or other organizations. And then from there, we can maybe share, you can share with us a little more about what God is doing in Japan. Maybe Damon, do you want to begin? 
Yeah, so I work um, half the week for uh, the church, uh, Grace City Church, and then I work the rest of the week for City City Japan, which has really only been going for the last 18 months, two years. Um, and uh, we did an intensive last year uh, with about 50 people, uh, 17, uh, 16 new church planters, and the rest were uh, observers. Um, really, we're just kind of riding on the wave of that right now and looking what it means to uh, begin to facilitate or support city capitalists in different parts of Japan uh, and not just in, in Tokyo and Nagoya and Osaka. So just to clarify, it sounds like uh, you had 15 church planters that were trained last year in yeah. Japan and yeah. that's the work of city to city. And so there's kind of a pipeline of church planters coming through that you guys are sending into cities in Japan to plant and you're helping yeah, to supporting support them. them and helping them to support some kind of movement as well, some gathering together of pastors. Uh, wherever they've gone back to. That sounds tremendously encouraging. And we know that obviously the work that city to city is doing in Japan would not be everything that God is doing there. It's just probably one small part of a, a much larger movement. But to That's think right. of 15 or so churches, just that city to city is involved in, when I think you mentioned earlier there about, did you say 16,000 churches in Japan or 8,000 churches? Uh, eight, about 8,000 churches, yeah. About 8,000 churches, so that's fairly significant. And uh, you've obviously been involved in church planting previously um, as as well. Ruta, you want to tell us a little bit about what you kind of observe happening outside of just your, your local congregation in Japan? Yeah, um, I also work for City uh, City Japan uh, one day a week uh, as a training director. Uh, so I've been involved in and myself in training other pastors throughout the Japan through a preaching cohort. Uh, also do some coaching um, with them, uh, just following up really church planters that we trained last year. And uh, like, like you shared, Simon, I think uh, uh, about the um, uh, the podcast or, or the seminar of the Andy Crouch, uh, just really that kind of thing is just really happening in, in Japan as I hear from different churches that churches that never had a for example cell group or community group uh they started to open uh the, the small groups throughout the COVID time out of necessity um a lot of churches are growing in that more small community tight relationship sense um i think many also churches started more think about the healthy theology way rather than just um, putting a program more and more program but really through the community how can we build a, this honest uh, gospel-centered um, yeah more really based on repentance and faith kind of uh, community rather than just doing, uh, the gathering around the hobbies and programs um, so I constantly hear uh, that kind of change in the, in the mindset shift uh, happening among the pastors. So that's quite encouraging. That's very encouraging. Yeah. And uh, when you guys think about work that's happening in Japan outside of just your immediate networks and city to city, is there a sense that you know God is sending more people to Japan to plant churches or, or raising up people? How would you kind of describe the, the broader uh, landscape and how God does it work presently in Japan? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know whether more people are coming over but you probably have more idea than that than i do but what, what i am aware about is the collaboration seems to be kind of happening more than it's been happening before um we were root and i were in a conversation a few weeks ago with uh, some of the japanese pastors and they were talking about their biggest fear 
uh, of partnering in cities is sheep stealing. Um, but then they were willing to kind of talk about that and how they get over that. And, uh, and they, they see this desire and the, the benefit in working together, which I, um, I've, I've not seen you know, in my limited experience, I've not seen so much before. There's been very much, you, you have a, a very low number of Christians in Japan, but you actually have a very high number of denominations. And that's people that have groups that have just kind of divided over small items in their belief statements and things like that. And so you end up with, you know, five or 10 churches in a single denomination or a single group. Um, and that's been the trend. Um, whereas I think, um, I think we're starting to see more of a desire to collaborate together uh, and the benefits, people getting the benefits of that, uh, which I think, again, is a really positive sign. When you think about how few Christians there are and how few churches there are in Japan, uh, it really makes sense that churches work together and come yeah. together to really stand side by side. So that sounds like a very encouraging development. Ruta, what do you see happening that's encouraging to you? Yeah, I see the similar things happening. Even just looking at my own congregation, there's so many people from different theological backgrounds, um, which is never the case in Japan, even Tokyo. Um, they are, for example, they really like a charismatics or reformed guys. They completely avoided each other uh, 20 years ago, but now it's, 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 they're working together, not just gathering in a conference, but doing actually ministry together, which I've never seen in Japan. Uh, so the, the historically the walls between the, the denomination, different denominations, uh, and also even the local churches, um, has been really strong. But interesting thing is, is that those walls are breaking down more and more, uh, and the pastors are willing to work together and learn from each other. That's a really encouraging thing. Yeah, that's tremendous. Ruta, uh, tell me a little bit about the church in terms of people coming to faith. Um, Damien, feel free to, to chip in as well. Uh, I guess as an outside observer, one of the one sense I get from Japan, it's very hard for people to cross the line of faith to really put their faith in Jesus and turn to him. Uh, what is that like in your churches? Do you, are you seeing people coming to faith? Um, how does that happen? Give us some kind of insight into, I guess, how complex and difficult that is and, but where you are seeing God at work. Uh, should I start? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. First of all, I think Japanese people really take a long time uh, to be converted. Um, okay. Um, this is just because really the, the family pressure, um, the cultural, this idea of the concept of God, because uh, historically, you know, a lot of this Buddhist-based Japanese idea of God, uh, they believe in God in a small things, in a, like a God of the mountain, God of the ocean, God of all these things. It's quite similar to maybe Egyptian idea of God uh, okay. in that uh, uh, regard. So uh, in that way, first, you really have to convince about the, the, the only God, the creator, idea and um, uh, from starting from there it takes long time to educate them but uh, even though they are convinced about uh, this idea of really that the, the the only creator god then family pressure comes okay so it's a really long journey it's the discipleship starts really from really minus 10 uh, condition of you know that they, <laughs> before i become a christian so it takes a lot of patience but um, people, those people are really coming to faith 
through my experience was first of all really the young families, especially moms. Okay. Um, because they go through really struggles uh, in their family, so they start really seek for help, uh, relationship, and community. Uh, so first bunch of people got that pe- people got saved in our church was really uh, young moms or even single moms. And then probably next uh, uh, generation people are uh, the uh, the students, young um, university student. Um, our church is surrounded by like a third year universities, and there's also um, the campus crusade. Um, um, based there in the same town. So we work together to reach out to our uh, uni students. And it really works well because I think they are going through the time of this season of thinking about their identity, future. So it's really great timing to talk about all this you know, sense of identity and the, who they are in God and all these things. So, yeah. Yeah, that's very helpful to, to hear. Uh, Damien, mm-hmm. what have you seen over the years? Yeah, I mean, I, the first question that families tend to ask when somebody comes to faith in the churches I've been involved in is, you know, do you now belong to a cult? Uh, I think that's the biggest fear. Um, and then once they've kind of assured their families that they've not belonging to a cult, then it tends to get into kind of this sense of indifference. Well, if that works for you, then off you go. Um, and this this indifference, I think, just sits heavily. It's not that Japanese people are against the gospel. Um they just sit in difference to it uh, in the sense that um, somebody phrased it like this harmony is more important than truth in okay. Japan. Therefore, to, to come out of what's normal and, and, and step into Christian faith, it puts you, it creates difficulties in the home. It creates difficulties in the workplace because you've now kind of, you've brought something unharmonious to the workplace and to the family. So you get, you get, you get pushed to the outside a little bit. I think it's interesting also that, um, Again, sorry, statistics, but I think it's one in 10 people in Japan have attended either a Christian kindergarten or a Christian university. Okay, and that wow. so they've they've heard the gospel, they've had teaching on a sustained period, wow. but that's not reflected in the number of people that have moved into churches. So it's either it's either the sun, there's a there's a greater indifference in the society, or the gospel isn't really being preached in those institutions. And I don't, you know, it's not for me to decide which, but um, there's something interesting happening there, that's for sure. So one of the things that City to City tries to do is to really get um, the message of the gospel very clear and embed that DNA right into everything that is happening. How do you guys think the message of the gospel really tr- uh, helps to? I guess, undermine some of the cultural challenges that Japanese may have toward Christianity. I'm thinking particularly of what you shared, Damien, about that sense of how, you know, believing in the gospel may lead to some kind of lack of harmony. I, I remember talking to one pastor mm-hmm. from Japan who said that in some sense, uh, he's wanting to help Japanese people see that if you receive Jesus and follow him, in some sense, you could become uh, a better Japanese or you could you know, love your culture in a deep and richer way. So we'd love to hear mm-hmm. some of your reflections on how you guys try to help um, you know, Japanese people mm-hmm. think through their pride in their culture, which in one sense is obviously wonderful, um, and how the gospel, I guess, intersects with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bruta, you're the expert on this, but I think all I'll throw in is that, yeah, pinching Tim Keller's quote about the gospel making you more humbler and more bolder. And I think that... 
there's a that tends to get separated you either have a very bold church typically the charismatic churches in japan or you have very humble churches which are you know maybe the presbyterian churches or something else um not wishing to you know create uh, get into trouble with different denominations but but there's that split whereas i think the gospel um when it's taught well brings that boldness and high humility together which right. is a tension that tends to get separated in japanese society mm, that's very helpful Yeah, so I agree with Damien. I, I think gospel helps um, maybe break some of, maybe first of all, false idea of humility in Japan. Because in Japan, being humble or respectable or, or having humility is just a conforming into uh, your standard of people around you, right? And so there's no boldness to speak out the truth. You just don't want to be shamed. Uh, uh, but when gospel truly comes in and deals with that kind of uh, uh, shame factor that you have to fit into the environment and the culture of the, where you are, uh, it brings, I think, the true yeah, confidence. At the same time, because Japanese learn to be uh, respectable, um, and they'll still get to keep that kind of gentleness towards approaching people and challenging people in the right way so i, I can see if that i see if that really truly happens uh, i would say like this pastor you mentioned japanese pastor that you mentioned it really i think brings the true goodness a good side of japanese strength you know um so i think yeah in that like damien mentioned this boldness and humility together is, is a really gospel factor so I would like to see more that kind of things happening in Japanese people, yeah. Yeah, and when, when Japanese people get the gospel, there's something really beautiful about Japanese churches in their faithfulness and their steadfastness in the faith, because they've really had to go through the fire to take ownership of it. And then also the generosity in Japanese culture, when that gets released, it's funny how the fear of partnering with other churches squashes that generosity, yet Japanese culture is naturally generous. When they get that and start to allow themselves to partner and share their resources and their ideas with people, I think there's something really exciting um, that is happening in Japanese culture right now because of that. Hmm. That sounds fantastic. All right, so let's maybe uh, for our last couple of minutes just think about those who are outside of Japan, who love Japan and you know love Jesus and want to see the gospel go forward uh, in Japan. Are there ways that Christians outside of Japan can be praying for you guys or for the work in Japan? And outside of prayer, are there other things that uh, Christians can be doing, whether that's supporting the work of networks or churches or just other ways that we can come behind and encourage uh, the advance of the gospel in your nation? Yeah, I've got a list. Um, yeah, I mean... I I mean, purely just bringing it back to city to city for a moment for us right now is these city catalysts is getting people on the ground who know the local pastors and can connect them to resources and support because isolation is a huge thing here in Japan, as you can guess, with such a, a low number of churches. Um, so I, I think actually getting the right people networking in the right cities um, is something crucial. It's really important right now because of certainly as far as city cities concerned, we've got the resources. Uh, we just need to build that pathway to connect them to the right people on the ground. So that sounds like a first prayer request, right? Which is praying yeah. for um, yeah. 
workers on the ground with city to city mm. in Japan that are helping mm. to get passes mm. connected and get them mm. the resources that they need. Sounds great. Why don't you guys go go backwards and forwards, Ruta? Tell us a bit about some of the things we can pray for uh, or do to support. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, uh, I think connecting to what Damien shared um, um, and what we've been talking about, really unity. I think more and more unity uh, between churches in Japan. Um, um, I still, I think there has will be more denomination, more of the groups in Japan, Christian groups can be united, can come together and, uh, and share the same vision and the movement of the gospel, um, especially the older generations and, and more rural rural area of Japan. Um, yeah, uh, so if this movement of the gospel can spread, not just in the cities, but also throughout the, every area of Japan, that would be a really a powerful thing. So please pray for that. Yeah, that sounds great. Can you maybe give us a prayer request for each of your local uh, congregations that we can be praying for? Yeah, um, please pray for more Japanese younger generation leaders. Um, uh, I think they are really they love to do. They they have a passion, desire to do more things for God. But I think through this COVID. Um, uh, there's a lot of financial challenges, um, the family challenges. Uh, uh, really, I think although they want to do it, I think there's something that those just immediate needs stops them. Um, so, yeah, please pray for that God will move in this. Of course, in in a daily uh, life, uh, their their daily life needs as well as pushing them. And giving them confidence and boldness to step out in their calling uh, so that they will become leaders and pastors of this nation. It sounds wonderful. We can certainly pray for young Japanese leaders. Damien? Yeah, we've been having a discussion recently about what it means for our church to love on the city. And we've spent kind of three years kind of trying to strengthen the, the, the inside of the church and we're beginning to really look outwards. And it's interesting that uh, a lot of people just feel they're so insignificant. There's such a small drop uh, with such a big need. Um, so really, I think just praying for inspiration and praying for pathways into the community and, and not, not just seeing these things as having to create big programs, which is what the typical way that, um, uh, that um, the Japanese people in our church are kind of been used to approaching that there's got to be something big there's got to be something professional but what does just praying for inspiration on small pathways into the community that's important for us right now that's fantastic well thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and share with our listeners about uh, what god's doing in japan i'm really grateful to know you um, brothers as uh yeah, as fellow pastors as friends um those who are working together in resound really grateful for your work in city to city and with and uh, in japan too and uh, really looking forward to when we can see each other again face-to-face and not to have to do this over Zoom. Uh, any final thing to share with our listeners before you guys go? Ruta? I just want to say thank you to you, Simon, and RHC, organizing this and uh, really uh, expressing your heart and uh, passion for Japan and praying for Japan. So thank you so much. Yeah, really, really feel your love and support. Absolutely. And I'll jump on the back of that because Resound has been such a such a blessing to uh, to us guys in Japan to be able to connect and, and learn from one another and just see such such humility and vulnerability amongst the pastors. Yeah. 
Fantastic, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we look forward to being able to catch up and have you again sometime soon.